Happy Father's Day. This is June 19th. Happy Juneteenth. Father's Day weekend. This is the Common Sense Party Podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe, make us the number one podcast. Uh, let's get to it. All is lost. Not while I'm standing. Escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green lantern's light. Uh, welcome to. Common Sense Party Podcast. This is Dwayne giving you the common sense. Uh, again, rate us, review us on Google, maybe Apple. Uh, we have gone to YouTube, so it's the 365, 366 Media. Uh, just give us a spin. We'll probably go the next couple days before it goes to YouTube. And we're going to start off with the Texas, Texas uh, gun irresponsible law signed into, into law. A bunch of white dudes and white women signed this ridiculous law into fruition. All right, let's give a listen and here we go. Today is the day to get better fitting dentures and feel safe at every step. Go to ask. Well, thank everybody for gathering with us here today. You know, we, we gather today at what truly is considered to be the cradle of liberty in the Lone Star State. Yeah. Yeah. on Hollywood ground, ground where men and women, they put their lives on the line and they lost their lives for the ultimate cause of freedom for what turned out to be the Lone Star State, the greatest state in the United States. They fought for freedom. They fought for liberty. And that included the freedom to be able to carry a weapon and they knew the reason why somebody needed to carry a weapon was far more than just to use it to kill game that they would eat. They knew as much as anybody the necessity of being able to carry a weapon for the purpose of defending yourself against attacks by others. same principle exists today. Just look at the ranchers who live in South Texas who are being invaded on a daily basis by people coming across the border. They need to have a gun to be able to defend themselves against cartels and gangs and other very dangerous people. There is a need for people to have a weapon to defend themselves in the Lone Star State. And when you, cons when you consider that, you can understand why we are pushing back against this narrative across America where people are saying, 
from the federal level to the local level that Second Amendment rights are under assault, that government officials are saying, heck yes, government is coming to take your guns. Texas will not let that happen. today are some very important people, people who ensured that all of these bills I'm about to sign got to my desk. They include Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, <laughs> Speaker Dade Phelan, <laughs> members of the Texas House and Texas Senate. some very special guests with us today who are very interested in this. Uh, one is the Executive Vice President for the NRA, Wayne Lapierre. <laughs> we also have somebody with us that I, I presented a, a medal of honor to, uh, a medal for courage uh, here in the state of Texas. Uh, he is a quintessential example of a good guy with a gun, he was in a church at a time that a shooting broke out, and because of his swift action, using his weapon, he was able to bring the shooter down immediately and save lives. His name is Jack Wilson. He's right here. This session, what the, the people behind me did, they built a complete barrier around gun rights in the state of Texas, and today I'm signing seven laws that protect Second Amendment rights in the Lone Star State. Number one is probably the biggest and best of them all, and that is the constitutional carry right in the Lone Star State. Second Amendment Sanctuary State. This helps to shield Texas and Texans uh, from overreaching federal government laws that we will not allow any Texan to enforce in the Lone Star State. transportation of guns or ammo during a declared disaster. 
that video goes on for 14 minutes and it's a bunch of pro-gun people really turning the state over to dumbasses. You say it's a sanctuary state, but does he realize that that gives anyone the right to carry a gun? Anyone. Okay. All right. Uh, Texas guns signed into law. Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill Wednesday to allow holstered handguns to be carried in Texas without a permit, delivering a victory for gun advocates and conservatives' white wing party. Yeah, that means that they can rock a gun in a holster. Okay, beginning September 1, House Bill 1927 will allow anyone 21 or older hold who can legally possess a firearm in Texas to carry a handgun in public without a permit. Current law, current law allows residents 20 older to carry a handgun only after completing required training and criminal background check to obtain a license to carry. Again, the current law allows residents 21 or older to carry a handgun only after completing required training and criminal background check to obtain a license to carry. The dumb leading the dumber. Abbott will hold a ceremony, which is what you just heard. It took 14 minutes at the Alamo in San Antonio on Thursday for the permitless carry measure and several other gun bills. Dude, you're allowing people 21 years older to go buy a handgun without training. And that's statewide. And he signed a bill where no federal agency can can hold you up to that. What kind of retarded shit is this? Are we really putting guns above safety? It's easier to get a gun in the state of Texas, in the South, than it is to vote. What kind of nonsense is that? He signed a bill that allow 21-year-olds to go out and purchase a handgun with no training. Again, no training. Absolutely no training. So you telling me a unstable bipolar person can get a gun just by giving them money. Just give them money. And he also signed where in a state of emergency, you can't stop someone from transporting ammunition and weapons. So you just gave the cartel car blanche during a storm, hello, hurricane season, that they can't stop you from transporting guns across the state. Some people don't think too far ahead. Like I said, Republicans are fucking dumb. They are so dumb that they just see the money. They see short-term stuff. They don't see long-term stuff. I can rock with the Democrats because they look they look long term, but they just don't know how to say in a message. It's like, damn, this is just re fucking tarted. I'm glad I don't live in Texas. I am 
because in that press conference he said they're coming for you guys. No, they're not. Democrats have not one time said they're going to take your guns. We are trying to make it safer for people so we don't have mass shootings. Yes, a mass shooting is considered four or more injured in a, an event. I do not understand why it's so hard for people to understand that regulation is a good thing. It means that Yes, we're regulating something so it's not out of control. So guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a spike in shootings. And you know what they're going to say? Oh, look at Chicago. Oh, look at New York. It's just re-fucking-tarded. Like I said, they putting 300 bills to stop minorities from voting but they're using one abnormality as a rule. South Texas ranchers who can go through the process of getting trained on guns. I don't understand why is it so hard to go through training. That's a simple class to say, hey, don't shoot somebody. But again, we're in America where the Anglo-Saxons, which all those people in that video was, they were white. I didn't see one colored person. They could be people of color there who identify themselves as white, which is the Latinos, but all the light persuasions, they were there clapping and say, hey, Yes, we'll sign this into law, so guess what that means? More money for gun lobbyists, more money for the NRA. But that's my two cents, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I rate us reviewers on Google Podcasts and YouTube. Yep, YouTube, 360 Media. Uh, check us out. Uh, to our next story. Uh, next story is... Uh, Leak called exposes Joe Manchin. Yes, we are back at Joe Manchin's throat again because he's a fraud. Yes, he's a fraud. Here we go. The remarks were given on a Zoom teleconference session that was obtained by Intercept. Shout out to Intercept and TYT. The video we'll hear next is of that. The meeting was hosted by a group of non-labels. The group, sorry, the group, no labels, a big money Operation co-founded by former Senator Joe Lieberman and that funnels high net worthy donor money to conservative Democrats and moderate Republicans. Yes, big dark money. Among the gatherings, newsworthy revelations, Manchin describes an openness to filibuster reform at odds with his most recent position that will buoy some Democrats' hopes into acting the agenda. But again, go ahead, let's check this video out. The, the call opens with Nancy Jacobson. Um, this is one of the founders of No Labels, who's you know, helped found the so-called Problem Solvers Caucus in Congress, bringing together these moderate members. 
real mover and shaker in Washington, and she's basically laying out some hard-nosed politics, saying that you know we're, we're, the reason we have influence is because we can raise serious dollars, and we're going to basically dispense this money to make sure that people who agree with us can't be pushed by either extreme or other, any special interest that. You know, they are given the political leeway to preserve the filibuster, to kind of preserve the, the, the policies and rules that, that they favor. And, and she basically lays out, uh, along with Andrew Bursky, uh, the head of a, another private equity fund in Connecticut, who's an executive board member of No Labels, the two of them, Jacobson and Bursky, are talking about how they need to raise money, dispense campaign checks, keep their allies in Congress. All right. But the truth is, there's no other group in the center that's putting the hard dollars together. And so you may see these big numbers with the campaigns, but that's a lot of soft dollars. It's a lot of super PACs. It's things they don't control. They love the hard dollars. And I, I would be hard-pressed to think of any other group that can raise that sort of that sort of money. Our hope is at least $20 million over the cycle with this group, and then hopefully keep doubling it, uh, you know, as we go. So, um yeah, we're, we're waiting, right, Andy? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens with this next vote, and we want to reward uh, those people that you know get to party solutions. It's just so disgusting. Okay, so let me decode a few of these. Uh... Yep, yep, that's them talking about those soft dollars and good job by TYT and Intercept, and they're trying to uh, legally bribe them. Yeah, like legally bribe Let's listen some more. Um, statement. So she talks about hard money, um, so much so it makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, and then she talks about soft money. So soft money is, you know, essentially super PACs, dark money funding politicians. Hard money is individual donors, right? And there are more limits in terms of the amount of money you can contribute as an individual donor. I think at this point it's about $2,800 per candidate. So the reason why politicians like the um, hard dollars is because it gives you this illusion that they're funded by small dollar donations, right? And so it helps to, I guess, deflect or, or hide the fact that a lot of these politicians are actually, you know, funded by dark money and hard dollars. I think give them an opportunity to just, I don't know, make their image look better than it really is. Yeah, and, and they want to report on the, the massive fundraising totals. Um, That's right. They definitely like that. Also, they have more direct control over how it's actually used so they can route it to the right consultants that they want, the right firms that they want. I mean, it's, it's sort of a blurry line because with the dark money, there's not supposed to be any coordination, which is why you get things like the McConnelling that we mocked years ago. But we know that they're still working together. Yep. It's legalized bribing. Uh, coming up, uh, it's going to be... Joe Manchin's going to uh, kind of give his position on what he needs. and Because he's a, a fraud. They don't like him. He really, really sucks. And he abandoned West Virginia. He abandoned... America for his dark money, dark money allies, lobbyists. He's a corporate shill. He's he owns a couple of hotels, so he does not work for the people. He works for corporations, and corporations really need to get out of get out of politics. That's why we need to sign what HR one and for the people act. Those things will 
get those dark money stuff out and we can get back to making America what? Number one. Not just in our minds, but not just in our mind, but around the, the world. We're supposed to be the richest, we're supposed to be the best, but we're going to be like Rome. Rome fell from within. The wealth gap is exploding. The top 1% didn't pay any taxes in the last 10 years. It's time for them to pay. So let's go ahead and go back to the video. help to to show them that, that bipartisan works on uh, on the January 6th commission but instead of doing it right they want to do shortcuts that's why it'll never work and mansion is a fraud but this is one thing that hit my radar it says Stacey Abrams backs Joe's compromise. Why is that? What political move is this? Uh, check this out. It's important. Absolutely. What Senator Manchin is putting forward are some basic building blocks that we need to ensure that democracy is accessible no matter your geography. And those provisions that he is setting forth are strong ones that will create a level playing field, will create standards that do not vary from state to state, and I think will ensure that every American has improved access to the right to vote despite the onslaught of state legislation seeking to restrict access to the right to vote. So, we can't be, we can't compromise. No, compromise is not, not in our vocabulary, not, not this time. We gotta, we gotta hit when we got the house, we have some part of the Senate on 50-50, but we gotta strike while it's hot. Let's get HR1, damn it, infrastructure bill. Let's get all these things done before the midterm. Cause they are, they're an onslaught on what? Americans and they don't, don't give a shit. They just don't care. And I hope that it's just a sound bite that Stacey Asian did I don't understand why Democrats like to compromise. And again, they go to a gunfight with a knife. Stop going to a gunfight with a knife. These people don't compromise with you. Bipartisanship will not work until the other party comes to the table. They're, not, they're giving you little shit. They're not giving you the big shit that you need. Yep. Yeah, we, we, they given, they give us, um, unemployment. Yeah, but give us the right to vote. They haven't even given us, um, 
lead pipes in Michigan. That's still that's still not even fixed. So that's my two cents. Joe Manchin's a fucking idiot. And we'll be back. And we're back. Yes, this is the Common Sense Party Podcast. Happy Juneteenth. They gave us that holiday federally. Happy Father's Day weekend. Rate us, review us on Google, on YouTube. Make us the number one party for the common sense person who doesn't understand it. And our next story is Mitch McConnell covers up the craziest economic data leak of the decade. All right. Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. Slim Reaper. That might be, uh, what's his name, but uh, KD, but he's a Slim Reaper in the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell blasts pro-publica tax leak says whoever is responsible, whoever is responsible should be hunted down and thrown in jail. Yep, thrown in jail, not them motherfuckers who stormed the Capitol, had you had them like a little bitch, but people who leaked information. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky on Monday called for legal action against anyone who anyone who was responsible for leaking the tax records of the super wealthy to ProPublica. Yeah, those top one those top one percent or top point percent that didn't pay taxes. Yeah, them motherfuckers. In a recent ProPublica report, the publication detailed how billionaires such as Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk and Warren Buffett have largely avoided paying a substantial tax amount amount of income taxes. Yes, income taxes. That means money for police, money for firefighters, libraries, education, uh, road repair, dam repair, social services, public schools. Yeah, they are not paying their fair share, but they're taking money out, but not putting money back in. Uh, this report cited an anonymous source who provided the publication with a large amounts of information on the ultra-wealthy everything from the taxes they paid to the income they reported to the profits from their stock trades. During an interview on a conservative, conservative high-host U.S. radio show, McConnell rebuked the disclosure of the tax records of some of the most affluent Americans in the country called for consequences for the perpetrators. But guess what? Again, the ass is not paying taxes. The ass is not joining into the pot. They're not doing with the social contract. So let's hear from this slimy stem reaper. One week ago today, the personal financial information of several prominent Americans was made public in only the latest leak of sensitive data from the Internal Revenue Service. Or to put it another way, it appears that an anonymous source committed a felony by releasing the confidential information of American citizens. So I joined Ranking Member Grassley and Ranking Member Crapo to demand that Department of Justice and the FBI immediately investigate last week's leak and aggressively pursue criminal charges against those who are responsible. Actual consequences as a matter of justice and as a practical deterrent. Yep, that's what he said. But guess what? We don't give a fuck. If we got to leak information to get them motherfuckers out, 
make them pay taxes, put the pressure on them, put the fucking pressure on them. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand a social contract. Water flows uphill. Sorry, currency flows uphill when you give it to the bottom 10%, bottom 99% at least. You give people money, they spend it in the community, and the money goes to them, the people, suppliers branch the money out, the money still circulates. It's like a river or the ocean. Sun heats the water, evaporates in the clouds, rain hits the sand, uh, rain hits the, the land, the runoff goes backward. It's a cycle. They're fucking up with the cycle now, and America's going to pay shortly. They are, and they're not going to understand why. I just don't understand why people in power think that it's okay to constantly take just take and not put back in yes we understand you're super wealthy we understand all of that but again do your portion of the social contract social contract means something you gave us uh, Juneteenth as a I guess a stopgap to say hey we're making progress no give us voting rights give us clean water give us education Give back the land you stole. Anyway, that's my two cents on that because Mitch McConnell is, again, just like everybody else, he's in with dark money. He's rich upon rich upon rich. He's been in the Senate forever, and we got to get him out. So if you have to fund any PACs, any local local funds that say get Mitch out let's go ahead and do that let's make, let's make that possible okay and for our final story tonight I wanted to talk about trickle down economics this retarded Republican talking point where you give rich people money and it flows down it does not it does not do that to make our economy works it's a bottom up economy not a top down when the people on the bottom are good, the people on the top are better. Again, people on the bottom are good, people on the top are better. I don't understand why people don't understand that. Yes. Some regulation, over-regulation is not good. Deregulation is, is even worse. So we got to find a sweet spot in the middle. So here's some... Pointers about what? Non-existent trickle-down economics. To the extent the Republican Party has any economic platform at all, it's trickle-down economics. Now, unfortunately for the GOP, it's based on three giant myths. It's time to debunk them once and for all. cuts for corporations and the rich create more and better jobs. Wrong. Corporations used Trump's giant tax cut to buy back shares of their own stock 
and boost share prices. From 2017 to 2018, stock buybacks increased by a staggering 50%. Lowe's spent $10 billion on stock buybacks in 2018 and then fired thousands of workers with no notice or severance. Walmart and AT&T also laid off thousands of workers. And contrary to the claim that the tax cut would boost wages, around a $4,000 pay raise. A recent analysis found that in the year after the Trump tax cut, wages increased by about the same as they did before it, and then slowed. Tax cuts for rich individuals don't trickle down either. The rich simply get richer. Two years before Ronald Reagan's first tax cut, the richest 1% of Americans owned less than 23% of the nation's wealth. A decade later, after two rounds of tax cuts for the rich, they owned over 28%. By 2019, after more tax cuts for the rich by George W. Bush and Donald Trump, people at the top owned almost 35% of America's wealth. Meanwhile, average wealth barely budged for the middle class and went negative for the bottom 10%. It gets worse. During the pandemic alone, America's 664 billionaires added $1.3 trillion to their collective wealth and now own over $4 trillion. That's almost double the wealth of the bottom half, 165 million Americans. But nothing has trickled down even before the pandemic, wages stagnated. Tax cuts for corporations and the rich spur more economic growth. The baloney. Not even Ronald Reagan's surging economic growth rate was driven by tax cuts. It was driven by low interest rates and humongous government spending. George W. Bush promised his 2001 and 2003 tax cuts would pay for themselves. Remember that? by spurring economic growth. Well, that didn't happen. A 2017 study led by one of Bush's former chief economists found that the tax cuts had no significant effect on growth. In fact, growth declined, slowing to just 2.8% from over 3% during the Clinton years. The economic expansion under Bush was one of the weakest expansions since World War II. Donald Trump, claimed his tax cut would be like rocket fuel for the economy. It would spur annual growth up 3%. After its first year, in fact, growth declined. Finally, a recent study analyzing tax data spanning 50 years from 18 advanced economies found that tax cuts for the rich only benefited the rich and had no effect on job creation or economic growth. I, for one, am shocked Deregulation spurs economic growth. Well, that's just more rubbish. The cost savings from deregulation go to corporate executives and major investors, while the costs and risks land on the rest of us. Trump's Environmental Protection Agency rolled back regulations on everything from clean air and water standards to dangerous chemicals and products, benefiting chemical and fossil fuel executives and investors while forcing everyone else to deal with polluted air and toxins. His labor department loosened child labor laws and scaled back the number of workers eligible for overtime pay. Companies raked in savings while workers were exploited. And with the help of Congress, he rolled back banking regulations put in place after the 2008 financial crisis 
to the benefit of rich Wall Streeters and the detriment of everyone else. Don't forget Ronald Reagan's deregulatory agenda allowed for-profit healthcare companies to flourish, contributing to the out-of-control healthcare costs we are now saddled with today. And remember, deregulation of the financial sector was a major cause of the 2008 crash, as it allowed banks to make risky bets. In other words, the Republican trickle-down claim that deregulation helps us all is baloney. Regulations that protect you and me from being harmed or fleeced or shafted, injured or sickened by corporate profits and services are worth the cost. So don't fall for trickle-down nonsense. Making big corporations and the rich even richer through tax cuts and regulatory rollbacks doesn't make the rest of us any better off. It just makes big corporations and the rich even richer. Again, it does not work. Trickle-down economics does not work at all. At all, I say at all. So, that's just my common sense that I try to add. That trickle-down economics does not work. And the Republican Party just, they, they, they sell you that idea is yes you're you're in America and you can you can get to where we're at just as long as you just don't get better than us that's just I just don't understand well again this is the common sense party podcast rate us review us subscribe make us the number one podcast uh, we're on YouTube so Happy Juneteenth. We're not free yet. Happy Father's Day weekend to all the fathers and mothers who do the job. And we will see you next time. Boss. Not while I'm standing. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight.